Good evening everyone, welcome to the Master's Voice. Tonight we will talk about spiritual or carnal. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 down to chapter 3 verses 1 up to 4. Let me read it to you and you can open your Bibles and follow closely with me, your eyes. But a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. But the one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is discerned by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And I, brothers and sisters, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but only as fleshly as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to consume it. But even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and are you not walking like ordinary people? For when one person says, I am with Paul, and another I am with Apollos. Are you not ordinary people? Every Christian lives on one of two spiritual planes. He is either spiritual, that is, lives under the control of the Holy Spirit, or carnal, that is, lives under the control of the flesh. And tonight we will examine each and see on which spiritual plane we are now living. In our passage, Paul, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, divides the human race into one of three categories. Every, everyone finds themselves on one of three spiritual planes. There is the plane of the natural man in chapter 2 verse 14, and this is the unsaved man. And there is also the plane of the spiritual man in chapter 2 verses 15 to 16. And this is a saved man, rightly related to the Holy Spirit. And there is also the plane of carnal man in chapter 3, verses 1 up to 4. This is a saved man under the control of the flesh, not under the control of the Holy Spirit. Now, the natural man becomes a saved man when he is rightly related to Christ. And the carnal man becomes a spiritual man when he is rightly related to the Holy Spirit. It is possible to be saved and from that very moment to be so yielded to the Holy Spirit that you are spiritual. But that experience is not true of most Christians. The transition from the natural man to the saved man is made, but so few make the transition from carnality to spirituality. Yet, spirituality is God's divine ideal for men. <laughs> Every Christian lives on one of these two planes. He either lives carnal or spiritual. Let's look at here first, the carnal man. In chapter 3, verses 1 up to 4, Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ. Now, the word carnal means fleshly and refers to one 
who lives his life on a purely human level. It refers to one that lives his life for self rather than living for God, or one who lives his life for the purpose of pleasing God in his own energy and in his own strength. And the carnal man is a Christian. For Paul calls this man a brother in Christ. In chapter 3 verse 1. Now the words in Christ occurs in 130 times in the New Testament and always refer to a believer. Only true born again believers are in Christ. By faith, the carnal man. He is rightly related to Christ, but he is not rightly related to the Holy Spirit. They are not filled by the Holy Spirit. Instead of living under the control of the Spirit, he lives under the control of the flesh. Now, this passage gives us several characteristics of a carnal Christian. And we will talk about here the characteristics of a carnal Christian. Let's look at first here with this one. First, stagnate in growth. Stagnate in growth. In chapter 3, verses 1 up to 2, Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you will not be able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Now to Paul, a carnal Christian is like baby. Who has never grown up. You know what? These Corinthian believers were still babes in Christ. They were still spiritual infants and they had no excuse for their infancy. And most of them, the Corinthians believer, had been saved five years. But despite all the teaching and instruction in spiritual matters, they were still struggling with the ABCs of salvation of the Christian life. And they were still babes in Christ. So that's the first characteristic of a carnal Christian. Stagnate in growth. And the second here is defeated by sin. <laughs> defeated by sin. Look at here in chapter 3 verse 3. For where there are in vain strife and divisions among you. Are you not carnal? A carnal Christian is one who cannot get victory over sin. The sins he struggled with before he met Christ are the sins he struggles with today. If you are still dealing with the sins of yesterday today, then you are living in the flesh and not in the spirit. The carnal life is a life of defeat, a life of struggle. It is a life of little victory. That's the second characteristic of a carnal Christian, defeated by sin. Not only stagnate in growth, defeated by sin. And the third here is worldly in his ways. Worldly in his ways. Look at here in chapter 3, verse 3. And behaving like mere men. Now, when a Christian lives like an unsaved man, when he has the same desires and the same standards, when he can enjoy the the same sinful things, as the unsaved world, you know what? He is carnal. He is carnal. He is worldly in his ways. So that's the third characteristic of a carnal Christian. Not only stagnate in growth, 
defeated by sin, worldly in his ways, and the fourth here is divisive in the church. <laughs> divisive in the church. Look at here in chapter 3 verse 4. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? You know what? A carnal Christian often plays favorites and get into squabbles over personalities. They make mountains out of molehills and majors on the minors, bringing conflict and division in the church. These are just some of the marks of carnality. So that's a carnal Christian. And let's look at here also the second plane of a Christian, the spiritual man. <laughs> the spiritual man. Notice here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 15 to 16, Paul said, But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. You know, the spiritual man is not only rightly related to Christ, but he is rightly related to the Holy Spirit. The spiritual man is simply a spirit-filled man. He is one who lives his life for the purpose of pleasing God rather than self. And he does it under the power of the Holy Spirit. The spiritual man is the exact opposite of the carnal man. He is all that the carnal man is not. To the natural man and to the carnal man, the spiritual man is an enigma. He is a puzzle. They do not know why he does why he does, what he does, or how he does it. The spiritual man's life is so uh, radically different than the natural man and the carnal man that he is an absolute mystery to them. <laughs> now, here are several characteristics of a spiritual man. First, super abounds in growth. Super abounds in growth. Now, if the carnal man is stagnated in growth, then the spiritual man is super abounding in growth. There is nothing static about his life. He has left behind ABCs and is moving on to maturity. No longer does he have to be encouraged to come to church, to read the Word of God, to pray, or to witness and to do right. Now, he is encouraging others, he is bringing others, and he is teaching others to do right. He is growing in his Christ-likeness. He is producing fruit for more fruit and much fruit. His life is radiating the fruit of the Spirit that is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. And not only super abounds in growth, and here's the, the second characteristic of a spiritual man, submissive to the truth. Now, if the carnal man is stubborn to truth, then the spiritual man is submissive to truth. He is surrendered to God. He wants God's will and God's way done in his life. He is submissive to the truth. That's the second characteristics. And the third characteristics of a spiritual man is victorious over sin. Now, if the carnal man is defeated by sin, then the spiritual man is victorious over sin. 
the spiritual man's life is characterized by victory rather than defeat. He lives out Romans chapter 6, being dead to sin and alive to God. When tempted, he takes the way of escape. That is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. The spiritual man, according to Romans 8.13, by the spirit puts to death the deeds of the body. And in Galatians 5.16, walks in the spirit and does not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He finds victory not only over the outward action of sin, but over the inward attitude of sin. So, not only superabounds in growth, submissive to the truth, and victorious over sin. And here's the fourth characteristic of a spiritual man. Separate in his ways. Separate in his ways. If the carnal man is worldly in his ways, then the spiritual man is separate in his ways. The spiritual man is separated unto God and separated from the world. He identifies with Paul who said in Galatians chapter 6 verse 14, The world has been crucified to me and I to the world. To the spiritual man, the world with all its pleasures, pursuits, principles, and plans no longer exercises its power and its pull. Jesus, Jesus Christ is the center of his life and has undivided control of his whole being. Separate in his ways. And here's the, the last characteristic of a spiritual man. Not only uh, superabounds in growth, submissive to the truth, victorious over sin, separate in his ways. The last is strives for unity in the church. If the carnal man is divisive in the church, then the, the spiritual man strives for unity in the church. He majors on the majors and lets grace rule in the minors. And you know what? The reason the spiritual man is super abounding in growth, submissive to the truth, victorious over sin, separate in his ways and strives for unity in the church, it's because by faith, he daily yields himself and reservedly to the influence and control of the Holy Spirit. A spiritual man is a spirit-filled man. The Holy Spirit makes the spiritual life possible. That is why Paul commanded in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Be filled with the Spirit. And being filled with the Holy Spirit is vitally important because every believer one day will stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ and they will have with them their life's work. And those works will be put to the test. That is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 to 15. The spiritual, spiritual men who live under the control of the Spirit will have his works tried by fire, like gold, silver, and precious stones. They will remain, and he will be rewarded, and his life will have been eternally fruitful. But the carnal men who live under the control of the flesh will have his works tried by fire, like hay, 
wood, and stubble. They will be burned. He will not be rewarded, and his life will be eternally fruitless. So to move from carnality to spirituality, we must repent of our carnality and by faith choose to live under the control of the Holy Spirit.